Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Uh, was just there in my chair 
but later I said, ah, I can't keep on being in the chair. <laughs> then I left him my chair. Then as I was dancing, I wondered, what is Brother Mafagas up to? <laughs> so I opened the door as well. I joined in because it's, it's just so beautiful. Amen. And the choir just came, beautiful singing. Music is very be- it's beautiful. It, 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 it manages stress. It takes away arthritis. I like good music. Not programmed, but good music. Where you lose yourself in the spirit and just sing for God. Amen. And when good singers sing optimally or at their highest level, then their singing becomes contagious to us. We as well sing like, ah, I'm a good singer. (laughs) Amen. Beautiful song service. Much appreciated musicians. Amen. My family is just in Limpopo. If you don't see them here, amen. Uh, just remember them in prayer. Brother Andrew had to attend to something quickly in Zim, but he will be back this week. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. Uh, let me release you. You did such a fantastic job. Last night I had Brother Freden, Brother. Rashid took him, Brother Rashid says, I'm taking first key. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. Genesis 3. Brother Mtau is just held up at work, but he just that he has got a thanksgiving. Uh, because they are working at grill, so he was just quite uh, consumed by that work. That's why you have not been seeing him. But he thanks God that now he's got another job, which is permanent. Amen. Amen. I remember, I think it was 2020, when he was going through a trial. I told him, I said, if you become faithful in this trial and you become dedicated to God in this trial and you honor God in this trial, post the trial, God is going to bless you. And uh, I I, I see that God is doing that. Amen. Amen. So Brother Chetty as well, he's listening on the airwaves. He's still in Mbombela. Amen. And then, uh, that's Sister Shetu is not feeling well, and Sister Masuma just forgot to give to Brother Philip. Maybe let's bow our heads and remember them in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we can feel the aroma of the Holy Spirit in the building. And Lord, it was as it was in the Old Testament when the singers went before the ark. And this morning, singers have gone before the ark, before the weight. And Heavenly Father, demons have already scattered. 
the groundwork has been done. And Lord, now we can approach you because we have worshipped you. We have praised you. Now we can present our request to you. And we just want to remember Sister Chetty, uh, touch her body and make it well. And we want to remember Sister Masoma, may you touch her body. They wanted to be here. But dear God, we are sending the healing power their way. That post the service, they should be completely delivered. Yeah, Sister Skosano would be going for a checkup on Monday, but we know you have already held her. She came here and testified about your greatness. We just want to thank you for the miracles that are yet to take place and the healings that are yet to take place and the blessings that are yet to be granted. We just say in advance, God, thank you. Thank you, dear God. And Lord, this morning there are brothers in the building and sisters that, uh, that need your interventions. Dear God, you know, you know every area in our lives. You know areas of our needs. And this morning we approach your throne of mercy and say, remember them so that next time it should be them coming to testify about your greatness. We, we want to brag about you. Uh, because the world is speaking so much better about you, but we want to speak so good about you. That this is our Father, a provider, a protector, a guide, and a leader. That's what you are, dear God. And as we will be reading, dear God, the weight this morning, undertake this morning, may it be the leadership of the Holy Spirit as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as we turn to the book of Genesis, the third chapter from the first verse. He found it reads in this manner. And the serpent was more subtile than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Amen. And the woman said unto the serpent, All right. Did we cross the warriors? I'm still on verse 2. The woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said he shall not eat of it. Neither shall he touch it, lest he die. And the serpent said unto the woman, He shall surely not die. 
for God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God, knowing good, good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, And that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did it, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did it. And the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together. And made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Amen. As you take your seats. We appreciate the Lord. I just want to speak on a, a handover ceremony. That is the title of my message. Uh, and abstract title did is the subtitle of my subject. Amen. A handover ceremony, and the subtitle is abstract title uh, did. That's what I, I want us to look at this morning. Amen. Now, Brother Brenham says. Everything can be traced back to the book of Genesis. A good thing and a bad thing can be traced back to the book of Genesis. He calls the book of Genesis a city chapter. That's where everything was planted. Are we together? A false religion started not in Nasir Council, but started in Genesis. A true church as well was reflected from the book of Genesis. And Brother Brum says you can trace every spirit back to the city chapter, which is the book of Genesis. Now, where we read, Brother Brenham tells us in the book Marriage and Divorce, I like the phrase that he uses to describe what transpired in the Garden of Eden. Here, when you read the book of Genesis, chapter 3, we may not be, we may speak in using figurative speech because it is a book that the religious community cannot be able to break the code of. 
but we, by revelation, we know what happened here. It's quite amazing that drunkards in a tavern would speak explicitly and know what happened here, and the church would not know what happened. Are you with me? Drunkards have got better revelation than theologians when it comes to Genesis chapter 3. But uh, this, is, this is the point in Genesis 3 where man lost his godship. This is a, a place where I was checking where the prophet says man lost the godship, but he did not lose the sonship. Hallelujah. Lost the godship, but did not lose the sonship. Amen. You know, I, I, you know, the message is such a beautiful thing. Because Brother Brendan, I was checking somewhere where he says, it doesn't mean if a person has backslidden, they are lost. It's a direct quotation. He says they are just out of fellowship. Hallelujah. What's happening? They have lost a fellowship, but they have not lost a sonship. They lost the Godship, but they didn't lose the sonship. Oh, Hallelujah. There are certain things that you lose, but there are certain things that you will never lose. You, you can't lose being a child of God. That, that's who you are. Throughout all the season, you are a child of God. You can't wake up and not be a child of God. No, you cannot do that. But you can lose the, the benefits of being a son. But it doesn't mean that you have lost the sonship. And uh, later on, God is obligated to restore you in order to restore your sonship benefits. I hope we are together this morning. Now, Genesis chapter 3, it was an interruption, if we put it here. Brother Brahman says in this message, marriage and divorce, uh, Paragraph 96, he says, now we see being that the continuity is broken because there was a continuity of holiness. There was a continuity of the glory of God. Remember, remember they, 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 were, they were naked, but they did not know. Hallelujah. Because there was a holy veil. Hallelujah. And that holy veil that Adam has, the sons of God in the end time must have the same veil. Yes. Why, why, why do I say that? Because a son of God there was in the garden of Eden, which was of God. But today the son of God, sons of God are in the garden of Eden of Satan. Oh. Hallelujah. But the nakedness that we see today, people that don't have the holy veil, only the sons of God have got a holy veil. Are you with me? A son of God can see, but cannot see. I hope we are together here. Now, now there I say there was, the, then Brother Brown says, we see being that the continuity is broken. Then the lifeline was broken. Lifeline was broken because they were, they, were, they, were, they were given a commission, multiply and replenish the earth. Hallelujah. 
And when you find that statement, it was said to them, not when they were this flesh. It was said to them when they were spiritual beings. Multiply and replenish the earth. It was a commission given to the Theophanies. Hallelujah. Yes, I know it later it was repeated in the book after the floods, but originally it was not to this flesh. It was referring to the spirit man. Now, the lifeline was broken. That means a man that could not die started dying. A man that could not age started aging. So, lifeline was broken. And also, the timeline was broken. So, they were now ushered into time. The reason they were now aging is because they became a subject of time. The covenant was broken. And everything shattered. Everything Shattered. Now, this is in Genesis chapter 3. So, we need to know what a man had lost in order to know what a man should look for. Hallelujah. He did not lose the church membership. There was no church in the Garden of Eden. He lost the sonship. He lost the godship. He lost the title deed. And Brahman says he calls it an abstract title deed. And I'll explain why it means why he why he says it's an abstract title deed. Now he lost even the authority because authority was delegated to him. So he had no authority, he had no power, he had no title deed. Hallelujah. He had no godship, he just remained with sonship. He even access to the supernatural channel was closed. And God put a cherubim there to guide the way to the tree of life. So he had no access to the tree of life. This is in Genesis chapter 3. Are you with me? But what we want to trace is what he lost. And we want to trace or maybe to do a storyboard for a lack of a better way. What he lost in Genesis and how it was regained in Revelation. Are you still with me? In God, we don't just lose. We lose, but we gain. Hallelujah. You lose a family, you gain a family. Do you have witnesses here? You lose friends, you gain friends. In God, there is no loss. This one I can confirm. In God, there is no loss. If you, see, if you see a son losing, know that there's time coming, which is a time of restoration. The, the story doesn't end with losing, folks. Uh, you can lose everything, but it's going to be restored back to you. You, you know, we, we call it the law of restitution. The law of restitution is that I lost this, but the law of restitution puts it on the one that took it to return it back. Uh, are you still with me? But, uh, do we agree that whatever you lost, you're going to gain it back? But I'm going to show you that how do you gain it back? There is something that you must have in order to gain it back. Now, in the message, the bridge, which is the next slide, he says, in the bridge 118, 
He says, what is this book of redemption? This title deed, abstract title deed. You say abstract. What does an abstract mean? It means it's such all the way back to its beginning. Hallelujah. It says all the way back to its beginning. So, it, you know, title deed can be exchanged hands over a process of time of a property. But when you speak about an abstract title deed, it is going to tell you who's the original holder. I don't know whether we're together. So if, if, you, if you sell the property, if I sell a property to Brother Mafagaza, then there is a change of the title deed. But it's not an abstract because it just happened now. But an abstract, it means we trace this property to say, at the beginning, whose yes. owner of the property was this? Yeah. I, I, I want you to check why, why do we need to know the owner? Because we want to know who lost it. Are you still with me? It has to be such all the way back to the beginning and check who was the original holder. So this abstract title deed actually, actually does not belong to God. It, it is a, it is a, a God-given gift to a man. Hallelujah. The book of redemption is our book. Uh, and I'm going to show you why we are not just ordinary believers. Hallelujah. Because we've got an abstract title deed. And there are certain redemptive claims that go with an abstract title deed. I hope we are together. Are you here this morning? We are not going to rush here. We're going to enjoy this morning. Now, Bring the second slides, my brother. Now, in the same message, the bridge, paragraph 154, then the prophet says, now we find out where, where is the book at now? Because Adam lost the book. Yeah. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. And the prophet says, where is the book? Where's the book now? Now, when you read the message to avoid isms, to avoid wrong doctrine, always, I think it was Brother George Martin, I was fellowshipping with him sometime. He said, You must always look for the continuity in the message. It's, it must not just be one quotation here. It must be that quotation, and you must be able to run it throughout the whole message. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if you only take one quotation, you're not going to eat eggs. Hallelujah. And you're going to be offended that we're eating eggs. And you've got a quotation that we must not eat eggs. But because now you remained only with one part. But as that are running through it, we find later he say, pray for them and eat them. Are you with me, folks? Don't take one quotation and build a ministry or a doctrine around it. Run, run. They, 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 you, you, there must be continuity. And well, Eddie maybe just to be a bit controversial, that's why I was very jittery when we became excited that Camilla Harris 
is the pro- woman that Brother Brenham spoke about. Uh, it was training within the message community that finally, yes, Camilla Harris. And uh, my question was, was uh, Brother Brenham says, it will be the most beautiful woman. And I'm not sure whether she's beautiful. <laughs> and she will be a cruel woman. I'm not sure if she's cruel. Now, here is, there is something that shows you that we must not just run with excitement. Right now, America, you know, you know South Africa is now becoming more corrupt than America. America has gone back into their laws and they've abolished uh, uh, abortion. They've made abortion illegal. And they say the next thing that they need to revisit is the, is the gay rights. Yes. Are, are you with me? Yes. Now, South Africa used to look up to America for corruption, but America is now reconsidering their corruption. I, I, I hope we are together. But it, I'm not there, but I want to show you something. Camilla Harris believes in abortion. Camilla Harris supports abortion. Hallelujah. Now, Rome, the Roman Catholic, the church, does not support abortion. Hallelujah. Now, America has changed as a, a, I mean, a lifelong legislation over abortion. And it, it shocked the entire global community. Human rights organizations around the globe are up in arms about it. But here is a question. Where is the pressure coming from? Camilla Harris says there must be abortion. Roman Catholic says there must not be abortion. And America is listening to the woman that has got power because Roman Catholic and Camilla Harris are both women. But one is, does not have power, but the other one has got power. Are you, are you with me? Now, you go back to your book in Third Exodus, Brother Brenham says, we are getting new, new Pharaoh who does not know Joseph. He says, as I'm speaking right now, Catholic is in the White House. And what is Catholic? It's a, it's a woman. It's a woman. It's a church. Are you still with me? So who's got power? Is it Catholic or Camilla Harris? Amen. You've got your answer. So what I'm, what I'm cautioning you, we, we don't take one thing and build a doctrine and get excited. Run this thing through the message. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Bram says, and the reason I'm, I was saying that is because this was at the beginning when he preached the bridge, which was laying foundation for the preaching of the seals. So he says, we find out where is the book at now? Where is the book at now? To its original owner. Because it has been forfeited by a son. The first son of God in a human race. When he forfeited his rights to listen to Satan as it happened in Genesis 3, he gave it up. What did he do? He accepted Satan's wisdom instead of God's weight. That made him to lose the title deed. Now, couldn't we stop here a while? 
sons of God will take a seminarist idea about it instead of the word of God. And the same thing Adam did, forfeited his rights, when he did, it went, straight, it went right straight back. Can't you see where those ages have, has been? Went right straight back to the original owner, holder. So Adam lost the book. But where did it go? It went back to the original owner. Are you still with me? It went back to the original owner. Now, the devil only cost him to lose it, but he couldn't take it. Because it does not belong to Satan. Hallelujah. It returned back to God who gave it to Adam. Are you still with me? Now, in the bridge, same 116, he says, now, oh my, now the forfeited title deed is now in the hands of the original owner, Almighty God. The title deed to the earth, hallelujah, the title deed to where? Because he said, the, the heavens and the heavens, the heaven of the heavens belongs to the Lord. But the earth, he gave it to the sons of men to inhabit. So he is the God of the heavens, but you were a God here on earth. This earth is ours, folks. This is our property. Hallelujah. Yet Satan is causing so much havoc on it, but we're going to claim it back. And it's going to be purified by fire, and we're going to have a millennium here. This world does not belong to politicians. It's our earth. Hallelujah. And I want to show that you've got a title deed to this earth. We are not going to stay in heaven, folks. Hallelujah. Man was made to dwell here on earth. We are going to go to heaven for a season in order to allow for the earth to be cleansed. But we are returning back here. Heaven is not our home. Here is our home. Ah, you have never heard it like that. Uh, are you still with me? The, the title deed. You, you know, the Jehovah Witness claim is theirs, but they don't have the title deed. Don't just say it's yours. Have the title deed. Now, the title deed to the earth and to eternal life, when Adam forfeited it, then Satan's dirty hands could not take it. The devil's dead hands could not touch the title deed. Hallelujah. So, it went back to its original owner, God himself. But I'm going to show you that God only took it to keep it safe, but does not belong to him. Because it was already given to Adam. It was only being taken by God for safekeeping. Because the God does not want Satan's hands to be on it. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And it says, we are going to find it in just a minute. There he sits on the throne with it in his, in his hand. So this book that was lost in Genesis chapter 3. Hallelujah. Amen. It went back to the original owner. And throughout all the ages, that book remained with the original owner. 
Hallelujah. When Moses was there, the book was still with the original owner. When Isaiah came, the book was still with the original owner. When the disciples were here, the book was still with the original owner. When Jesus died and rose again, the book was still with the original owner. That's why, being a message believer, you know that Calvary is a great day, but it's only part of the process. Are you still with me? The world thinks it begins and ends on Calvary, but we say Calvary is just a part one of reclaiming the book of redemption. Are you still with me? Now, in Revelation chapter 4, my brother, do you like the Bible study? In verse 1, It says, will you read with me to stay awake? And after this I looked. And behold, a door was opened in heaven. Now, the carnal mind thinks a door like the door that I just came through. Hallelujah. Heaven doesn't have such a door. That door that is spoken of here is Christ. Hallelujah. A door, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me. We said, Come up hither. I will show thee things which, are, which must be hereafter. You, you see, you look at the elements. The door opened in heaven is Christ. Then I heard a voice saying, come up hither. You know, there are, there are, let's go back to Genesis. Don't, just leave the scripture as it is. In Genesis, Adam lost, lost his position. And God came in the garden of Eden looking for Adam and said, Adam, Adam, where art thou? You remember? Yes, you can't tell me that God didn't know where Adam was. Yeah. They all seeing God knew exactly where Adam was. Yeah. But he said, Adam, Adam, where art thou? It's not because he did not know where Adam was geographically. But Adam had lost a spiritual position. Yes. Folks, we worship God according to a position. You don't just worship God. You must find a position to worship God. And any other worship outside your God-given position, God doesn't accept it. That's why this morning we have been placed in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's why we worship God. Folks, you can be in church but not be in a position. Hallelujah. You can have message books but not be in a position. And God can still see you coming to church with books and say, so and so, where art thou? Yes, he sees you coming to church. He sees you going up and down. But he knows you that you belong to that position. Are you still with me? Now, why am I saying that? It's because in the garden, in Genesis, he said, Adam, Adam, where art thou? In Revelation, he said, come up hither. 
What does it mean? Come back to the position. Because there are certain... Oh, goodness. I'm getting excited. The Bible says, Adam, uh, uh, Melchizedek went to visit Abraham. And he promised and said, according to the time of life, I shall return, and thy wife Sarah shall have a son. Are you still with me? The Bible, when you go and read, it says, tomorrow, the following day, after he was with, with Melchizedek, he said, when Abraham went to the place where he was with Melchizedek, then he saw Sodom and Gomorrah burning. You know, he could not see that he's burning until he come where he stood with Melchizedek. You cannot see that this world is going to burn until you stand where you, Melchizedek is standing. You, you need a certain view to understand what is taking place. That's why the scriptures say, come up hither. No, now, now you understand why your prophet comes. He preaches the message, the countdown. He says, you are astronauts. Yes. What does it mean? Astronaut is not earth bound. Yes. You need to leave earth and come up hither yes. so that you see things that will come to pass. John, you cannot see those things when you are down there. You must be elevated to have an eagle view you must come up here. Are you still with me? Come up. And verse 2. And immediately I was in the spirit. So you need to move from there's got to be a spiritual migration. And after spiritual migration, you've got to be in the spirit. And, and behold, a throne was set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. <laughs> Who is the one sitting on the throne? It's God. Uh, hallelujah. Now, now, isn't John looking at him? But the Bible says no man has seen God at any time. The Bible says no man. When? At any time. So come up hither was to move John from a time sphere into an eternal sphere so that things that cannot be seen in time can be seen in eternity. Uh, there are people that have seen God. Uh, hallelujah. But for them to see God, they had to come up hither. Amen. Come up hither. Amen. And behold, the throne was set, and, and one set on the throne, and we have read that. And he that said was to look, or maybe let me move there. Then it will speak. That's right. Let me move. Brother, let's move. Okay. Verse 9, rather. 
because it speaks about the four living creatures. I'm not on that. But it says, And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, Who liveth forever and ever? And the, twi- the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne. And worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. And cast their crowns before the throne. Saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Now, what you get there is that, and my question would be who was looking at this? It was John. Was it John? Is John part of the 24 elders? Hallelujah. So John saw himself. John saw among uh, among the 20 because he doesn't say 23 elders fell down to worship. He says 24. Hallelujah. Fell down to worship God. Are you still with me? Now, we understand the one that sat on the throne is God. Are, are you with me, Brother Amen. Now, Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. You know, when it comes to reading spiritual literature, it, just, it doesn't need IQ. It needs revelation. When you read, and this is where doctrines and ism come about. Because some were of the view that when you read that and you read as it is, you think that the book was written within and without. But that is not the case. It says, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and conjecture. On the back side, it was sealed with seven seals. I don't know whether you get it. So, it does not it means whatever the seals will bring will not be anything outside the Bible. It was not written outside. It was sealed outside, but it was written within. Did you see that, folks? I hope we are together here. Verse 2. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. 
Who is worthy to open the book? And to lose the seals thereof? The question would be, what is this book? Same book that was lost in Genesis. Now we see it in Revelation. But in Genesis, we see it, it's held by a son of God. But Satan made him to forfeit it. Then it went back to the original holder. And is sitting on the throne. Is God himself. But there is an invitation. Who's worthy to take the book and to loosen the seals thereof? Now, the book was lost on this side of Calvary in Genesis. It was now seen on the other side of Calvary. Calvary had happened when you see this. But the Bible says, who's worthy to open the book? I like it in one message, Brother Brenham, when he speaks about, he says, Abraham was there, but he spoke a lie. He says, Moses was there, but he was short-tempered. He said, Hosea was there. He married a prostitute. He said, every son and daughter of God was represented. Even you, you were there. But who can take the book? William Merrill William could not take it. But somebody has got to take the book. Because why? If the book is not taken, hallelujah, your name is in the book. We're going to check. Who's worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, no man in heaven, no in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book. Neither to look thereon. No one was worthy to open the book. No one was worthy to touch the book. No one was worthy to look at the book. And I wept. This is John. I wept. Because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book. Neither to look thereon. Now, a Pentecostal would have said to John, what's the big deal? We worship Jesus. He died and rose again. Then what, what's the big deal about this book? Because we are all saved. Why are you crying about the book? But John understood what the book meant and what the book represented. Uh, are you still with me? He wept, and I will come somewhere where the brother Branham explains what made him to, to cry in such a manner. Because brother Branham says, John, he realized that if, some, if nothing could have taken place, then the whole creation would have turned back to atoms and molecules. Are, are you still with that means everything could have just been nullified. Now, and one of the elders saith unto him, 
And one of the elders, weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain. Now, he's been told, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. But he turns around to look, he finds a lamb. Now, you could say, Elder, were you lying? Were you lying to John? When you said, you saw, you saw, you saw a lion. Brother Brenham comes, my brother, in, I want you to go back, and we're going to go into the exposition, other quotations will come back to them. Just run the presentation somewhere where we are going. I'll tell you to stop. Just go. I think it's three more. Ah, that is. Brother Bram says, when John looked, he saw only one upon the throne. Hallelujah. And we said that one is God himself. And it was not until Revelation 5, 6, and 8, which follows Revelation 4, 2, and 3 in sequence of time. So that means Revelation 5, verse 6 and 8, and Revelation 4, verse 2 to 3, they don't happen at the same time. So he doesn't become the lion and the lamb at the same time. He doesn't become the lion, the one sitting on the throne, and the lamb at the same time. There is a sequence of time. Why do we need sequence of time? Is because we don't want to bring a trinity doctrine. He cannot be three gods. He is one God that was sitting on the throne. He is one God that became the lamb. And the lamb became the lion. And the lion took the bull but it's the continuation of the same God through different ministries. Are you still with me, folks? That we see the Lamb taking the book from him that sat on the throne, as indicated in Revelation 4, verse 2 and 3, and 9 and 10. What is it? It is the mystery of one God. Now, we are still going to break it down because he said the lamb taking the book from him. How do you take the book from yourself? Hallelujah. Because we say the lamb and the one sitting on the throne is exactly the same person. So how did he take the book? Are you still with me? But when the Bible says no man was worthy, to take the book or to look at 
or to touch it. And John wept. When he was weeping, an elder, Brother Bram say, an elder is a redeemed human being. Yes. Brother Bram say, I used to think when I die, I'm going to become an angel. He said, thank be to God that I will not become an angel because an angel is a servant. You are living as a son. When you die, you remain a son. And actually, a son is above the angel. You have more authority over the angels. Because they are saving, but you are the son. Are you still with with me? Now, the, the question, that's why... I think I was the other time fellowshipping with Pastor Mokul. I say, he said a lot of people think that the message is Pentecostal plus one. That means, you know, when you've got the, the latest release of something, the message is not Pentecostalism. It's above Pentecostalism. Uh, are you with me, folks? And I'll explain what I mean by that. Hey, we thank God. So it was happening in sequence of time. So an elder is a redeemed human being. Here is a question. Why couldn't God say, Jesus came, died, rose again, sins are forgiven, then we are done. And we just worship God. Why? Why? Because that the entire religious community, they based everything upon his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. That's it. But, but why we message believers know that even after the ascension, the ministry was not complete? Are you still with me? Now, the, because we know what Adam lost. If you don't know what Adam lost, you are not going to know what you must look for. I say Adam didn't lose a church. He didn't lose a membership. He lost the Godship. Hallelujah. He lost access that the abstract title did. We're going to show. Hallelujah. Now, do you see that book now in Revelation? Now, we are going to somewhere, Brother Lucky. Revelation 10. Verse 1. Revelation 10, verse 1. I think let's bring it on the Bible. Or, I've got it. Let's just go forward on the presentation. Forward on it. There's another Revelation 10, but it's broken down into verses. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Yes. Is it visible? Brother Tlochi just blinked his eyes. Is it visible? Oh, no. (laughs) Amen. You know, we've got three kinds of people. We've got those that don't wear spectacles, and we've got those that wear spectacles. And we've got those that have got spectacles, but they are hiding them. 
Amen. And you know, those that hide them is because they said things about those that were wearing them. Now the doctor said, you must have them. Now they're afraid to show up. They're going to say, ah, you've got them. (laughs) Amen. All right, let me not talk about spectacles. All right. Now, Revelation 10. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. Clothed with a cloud. Now, I've preached the message that loud. Revisit that. The Bible says Moses went into the cloud on the seventh day. And Jesus took Peter, John, and James after seven day, six days, and he went on Mount Transfiguration, and they were in the cloud. And we are told that before Brother Bram could get to the Sunset Mountain, that cloud was there for a week. And we take it further to say, what is the cloud? On the ascension day, when Jesus was ascended, they, he was taken up by a cloud. But later we find that that was not a vapor. It was heavenly bodies of the resurrected saints. Then we find out in 1963 we see a cloud, but later we find out that it's not just a cloud. It's actually seven angels. And Brother Moon says, when God made you in Genesis, he made you a little white cloud. It is all subject to the, it's available on our YouTube channel if you want to visit that message. Clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was as it were the sun. And his feet as pillars of fire. Verse 2. And he had in his hand a little book open. Do you see this book is traveling? We lost it in Genesis. We see it in Revelation. Hallelujah. With the one sitting on the throne. Now we see the mighty angel coming down with the book. But when we saw it in Revelation 5, it was closed. Now in Revelation 10, it's open. What, if it is open, it means the seals that uh, closed it now have been loosened. Uh, now, this book is going somewhere. In Genesis, it went back to God. But now in Revelation, it, it is descending. Genesis, it ascended. In Revelation, it is descending. And he set his right foot upon the sea and he's left a foot on the earth. Oh, we can read it. Verse 3. And a crowd with a loud, he cried with a loud voice. As when a lion roareth. Because he is no longer coming with an anointing of a lamb. Where he could be beaten, where he could be mishandled. No, say. Now the lamb has become the lion. Here is something that you're going to love. 
Brother Brenham, when he speaks, he says, we have had the first Ephesians, which is in Joshua. We have had the second Ephesians, and he says, there must be the third Ephesians. What does it mean to have the, the first Ephesians? I think it is in the message, it is the rising of the sun. He says we need to take it an octave higher. An octave higher, I think musicians would know, you have set seven musical notes. And when you take it higher, it is the first note, but now higher. Now, that is why in our age, we will have what Paul had. Hallelujah. It is not the eighth age, but it is the first age, but an octave higher. What is happening? You're going to have today, it's a combination. You have the lion anointing and you have an eagle anointing. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up all those things which the seven thunders uttered. Write them not. Why? 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 He says he must not write them not. Because it's already written. I don't know whether we're together. It's already. And Brother Bram comes and says, what, what, what Adam, what, what John could not write, today we have it in tape and book form. Verse 5. And the angel which I saw, stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven. And swear by him that liveth forever and ever. Who created heaven. And the things that therein are. Let's go verse 7. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. When he shall begin to sound. The mystery of God. Not mysteries of God. The mystery. There will be a master key. The mystery of God. Should be finished. As he has declared to his servants the prophets. Now let me pause here. There are some in the message. All they have seen in the message. Is Revelation 10 7. All they have seen is just Brother Brenham. And in some places like Congo, Brother Grace and our brothers from Congo would know, they are beginning to baptize people in the name of Brother Brenham. They worship Brother Brenham. If you worship Brother Brenham, you are going to hell. Now, maybe let me repeat. If you worship Brother Brenham, you are going to hell. Are you still with me? 
Now, there are people that only saw this part, but a ministry is always in a threefold. First, we see the mighty angel coming down. Then we see the seventh angel messenger, which is Revelation 10, 7. But now we need to see the church. Because the mystery of God is how Elohim emptied himself into Christ and how Christ emptied himself into the church. Are you still with me? Verse 8. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake. Unto me again. The ministry must have the mighty angel, must have the seventh angel, and must have you. Because you are John, you are the bride. Go and take the little book. Which is open in the hand of the angel. Which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. But this book cannot come to John until it comes through the seventh angel messenger. So you've got the mighty angel with the book open. It comes to the seventh angel messenger. Then it comes to John. But when it comes to John, he is being instructed. Take the book. Eat the book. What type of book is this that can be eaten? Verse 9. I went unto the angel. He doesn't go to the mighty angel. He goes to an earthly angel. Who is this angel? Who is this angel? Pastor Lord, are you here? The mighty angel is Christ. The seventh angel messenger is William Brenham. And John is instructed to go to the angel and take the book from the angel. Not from the mighty angel, but from an angel. Because why? There has been a handing over ceremony. The book that Adam lost went back to the original owner. And in 1963, the mighty angel comes down. He gives it to Brother Brenham. And today, we take it from Brother Brenham. We eat the book. We become the book. What Adam lost to today, where is it? It's in you. Because you took the book and ate the book and became the book. Revelation 10 is a handing over ceremony. Why do I take time to deliberate on this? I want to show you, you are not an ordinary believer. You are not a Pentecostal. You are not just a church member. Brother Bram said, this book is your marriage certificate. He said, it is the Lamb's book of life. Your name was written in it before the foundation of the world. Today you've got it. What angel could not look at or touch, you have it today. Take the book, eat the book, become the book. Do you see, you cannot bypass the mighty angels. You cannot bypass the seven angels. And we cannot bypass you. If the minister has got a mighty angel and it's got the seventh angel, but does not have you, it's not complete. Brother, 
You know, drama, when you play drama, there's what we call main characters. And there's what we call extras. Extra, it simply say, we need 20 people because we're going to shoot in a restaurant. We want people to pretend like they're eating. All we see you in the movie is you going to the seat, sitting down, talking. We don't know what you're talking about. We don't know who you are. We don't know where you come from. We don't know where you are going. You are an extra. But I am not an extra in the message. I am not an extra in the message. My name was written in God's script, the last book of life before the foundation of the world. And the ministry of William Branham without me is not complete. You can say that as well and say you can sing great songs, you can attend convention, but without me you're not complete because I am part of the vision. We are not extras here. We are main characters. Don't behave like an extra. Find the script. Read the script. Eat the script. Become the script. Become part of the drama. Brother Bram says, when John looked, Beyond the curtain of time. And so after the seals were now opened, Brother Brennan said it caused a jubilee. Bazalwan, believers are coming back. They say to Jesus, demons are afraid of us. We cast them out. Judas is there is rejoicing with them. Jesus said, don't rejoice. Because demons are afraid of you. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Are you here, church? Are you here? Your name must be there. Then, brother, let's come back. Is this good? Yes. Let's carry on. One thing uh, beautiful about preaching in this church, you can preach about anything. They believe us, they follow you. <laughs> Amen. The next one, after this. This one I've shown you that it must be three parts. And maybe while I'm here, Basil Listen to the tape, read the yes. spoken word, but more so read the Bible. I've realized most believers don't know the Bible. Yes. Mm? Yes. They don't know the Bible. The Bible was only gray. They don't know this thing. But quotations, they know quotation, but this. When you know quotations only without knowing this, it's just become a message religion. Yes. Then you use quotations to hate, yes. to undermine, to do a host of other things. But when you've got this, 
you become a Christian. I don't say the message is not important. The message is part of this. It just gives this light. But this you must read. Every day this you must read. Are you away? That's why today if you put a Jehovah Witness with a, a, a message preacher, he gets lost. Because Jehovah Witness wants to, where is it in the Bible? You've got to give him a quotation. Quotation is after he has come up hither. But while he is on the ground, you need this. <laughs> so my question is, can you fight on the ground? And say, here in the Bible, this is what the Bible says. And pull it out of the Bible. And, and brother Brenham say, if it, is, if it is in the message and it is not in here, reject it. Brother Brenham, I'm going to say this with respect, with love and so forth. He says, if it is in the message, but it's not in here, he says, don't take it. It's him saying that. Now, today, today, you want to close churches that we come and listen to the tape. When he say, go ye unto all the nations and not play the tape, preach. Preach the gospel. How shall they come unless someone sends? How can they hear unless there is a preacher? That's the way. When you look at the message independent to this, you're going to manipulate the word to suit your agenda. It must be threefold. And message quotations have produced many haters. Did I say that? Yes. Oh, yes, I said it. Yeah. Brother Branham said, it, Brother Branham said, but the hatred is too big. And you find that another one doesn't know much, but just knows this, but is loving, yes, forgiving. Amen. This one is a message religionist, he's not a Christian. Are you with me? Folks, a heart was made to love. And to be happy. And when you are not happy, you're not going to want to make others not to be happy. Because misery loves company. Me, I like to be happy. I don't like places where I'm not happy. It's good. Happiness is good for your skin, sisters, you know. Yeah. I'm happy. Your skin looks radiant. When you are not happy, it shows. You can put camphor, but you do it. The heart. You know, if the other time I was sitting down and I said, who are the people that people would think that I hate. And what would make a person to think I hate them? And what is it that I have done to make them feel like I hate them? 
I'm searching my heart. Then I was saying, the very people that will come to mind that maybe people think I hate, these are the people that now I must go have fellowship with them. Love them. Are you with me? Why? To show that I'm a Christian. Because a Christian doesn't hate. A Christian doesn't at all, at all, at all was all right. If I ever treat you, treat you to hate another church or another pastor, you must know I've fallen from grace. You must love them, you must visit them, you must embrace them. That's what a Christian does. Even when you disagree with them, love them. Amen. So I say it must be threefold. Let's carry on. Brother Ben says, he explains the impact of eating this book. The sevenfold book of seven redemption plans has been brought to us. We have it today, Bazalwa. That's what this book holds. We are going to get over in the ninth chapter where this mighty angel, excuse me, proclaims something. He had a little book. That John had to eat. John, every time you see John, it refers to you as the bride. Amen. And when he did, he got it into his belly. It was bitter. But in his lips, it was sweet. Amen. Let's carry on to explain it further. When you have to digest it, then it gets bitter. Everybody's against you. <laughs> you know, I've seen people when they come to the message, they get baptized. All of a sudden, their family turns against them. Yeah. Have you seen it, folks? Yes, and they wonder that, but we had peace, but ever since I've become a believer, we fight in this house. Amen. It's because you are digesting the book. Yes. Everybody telling you, you are a holy roller. You are this, that, or the other. You're off your you're off your head. So it's hard to digest it. But when you are testifying of his glory, it's sweet in your lips. Amen. When you stand up in a meeting and say glory to God, when you're going through that great siege, it's hard. But then when you are out of that great siege, you can testify of it. Amen. Then it's sweet in the lips. Amen. That's this book of redemption. So you will go as you digest it, you go through a siege. Yeah. And after you come out of the siege, you testify, it becomes sweet. So let's take the book. Let's eat the book. The book has been returned back. Let's check if there's anything else. Now, this is a, a mandatory quotation. The last one. Question and answers. Brother Brown says, 391. But since a child, I've always known that there was God. And know that there was something happened in my life that's beyond any question, my brother. But let me say this. There will come a message and there will come a messenger. I believe it's to be, if it's to be a man, it will be somebody after me. Brother Brim is just throwing a curveball to say it. There he speaks of himself. Yes. But this message that I'm preaching is true. Yes. 
is true is the true message of this day. And is the last message. You see what I'm doing, brethren? I am putting you all the same place I am. Because you are just as much into it as I am. You are you are why, is it, why does it say you are messengers of this same message? It's because the book left to the mighty angel came to him as the messenger. Now it is with us. He said, I'm putting you on the same basis because you are into it as much as I'm into it. You are the messengers of the same message. We have taken the book. We have eaten the book. We have become the book. And that book is the title deed. Then when you have it, you can move the squatters of the land. And say so you don't have the right to be here, and you move them because now you've got abstract title deeds. Whatever Adam lost, Christ has redeemed us back to that. And brother will say, now you are secondary gods. I will be the God of the heaven. Now man has the Godship again. I can carry on and show you these things, but God bless you. Shalom. As we stand to our feet. How many were blessed? Let's just sing. Whatever is in your heart, let it be a worshiping song. Let's just worship him.
worship him. Brother Branham says, after the sales, he says, it's time to worship. Because when the Lamb took the book, he says, John says, everything in heaven and everything on earth and everything in the sea, had I, John, say, Amen. He was now in a worship mode. Give us any song. You are holy. Yes. Holy, you are holy. You are holy. He's holy. Holy, you are holy.
says, Oh yes, I'm a child of the king. Brother Lassimo will wrap up in prayer for us. Gracious Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we appreciate you so much this afternoon. Father, we thank you for the title deed, for the abstract title deed, Father. For we know, my God and my Lord, Father, that, Lord, you had plans for us, oh, Father. And even though the devil came along the way, oh, Father God, Lord, but, Lord, you knew that you had a plan to take us back, Father God, Lord, to you, oh, God. And here we are, Father, as we have been listening attentively, Father God, Lord, as the pastor was preaching to us, oh God, Lord, you reinstating us, Father God, Lord, back to our original place, Father God, Lord, 
my God and my Lord, Father, we know that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, Father. We know, my God and my Lord, Father, that, Lord, one of these coming days, oh God, Father, we shall sit on the throne, Father God, Lord, and, Lord, we shall judge, Father God, Lord, together with you, oh God, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, Father God, Lord, we appreciate you. We thank you, Father, that this message that you have given out us, Father God, Lord, we know, we have heard the pastor saying also, Father God, Lord, that, Lord, we must not only listen to the message, Father God, Lord, but we must read the Bible, yes. Father God, Lord. For we know, my God and my Lord, Father, that, Lord, even though the prophet came, Father, he preached what was written in the Bible, Father God, Lord. Give us that desire. Give us that that knowledge, Father God, Lord. Give us that revelation, Father God, Lord, to keep on reading, digging, Father God, Lord. For we heard him saying that we are messengers of this message, Father thank God, Lord. In my God and my Lord, Father, we thank you, Lord, as we are going back home, Father God, Lord. We have got a long week before us, Father God, Lord. Whatever lies ahead of us, Father God, Lord, we are committing it before you, Father, that, Lord, you may be with us in this week, Father God, Lord. Hold thou our hands, Father God, Lord. May you walk with us throughout this week. All the challenges, Father God, Lord, we apply the blood before us, Father God, Lord, that, Lord, we may be able to overcome, Father God, Lord. We thank you for the pastor. May you bless him. May you restore the virtue that came out of him, Father God, Lord. Bless us, Father, as we go out in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray, believing. Amen. And amen. amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Amen. Till we see you next Sunday. Shalom. Give us just two songs. Sinyaga Azeman. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. I say rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in the Lord. Oh, 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 oh.
Hallelujah, 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 H